a lot of people use ChatGBT, mm-hmm. but the reason why the company's called OpenAI mm-hmm. is because that means it's an open source. Now, what does that mean? That means if you're a developer, you can actually take their technology and you can create your own AI that can do things that even ChatGBT can't do. What? Hey, what name of this f-ing show? I Talk Great. I Talk Great. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy, Mr. Williams. I talk gray. Well, we talk about the gray areas of business because it's never just black and white. I got a heavy hitter in the building. My man, Cyrus. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, man? Super happy to be here. Yes, yes. Finally to get you up in the building. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what? Let me do it correctly. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, okay. My man, Cyrus Harbin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He has a tech career and business influencer and the founder of the tech is the new black podcast hold on we got to clap it up for that you know yes 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 how you doing brother i'm doing good doing good uh just uh yeah uh this week we're actually doing a soft launch of uh, octoply ai uh, which is uh, of course everybody knows right now ai is going crazy Uh, 2023 is definitely going to go down as the year of the ai boom if you ain't using it in your business or in your life, then you then you you kind of you kind of tripping a little bit. No, 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 you're right, man. ChatGPT, it, it be coming in handy. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty fire. We use it a, we use it a lot. Even for all my employees, I've used it to even just like build out their schedules. So I didn't create any schedule of anybody that works for me. AI created their their full wow. schedules. For real? Yeah, yeah it's incredible. I just I just told it. I said, hey, I hired this person. I literally hired somebody, and I said, hey. I hired this person. Their duties are this, 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 and this. Uh-huh. Please create an 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. schedule for this person. Include tasks that I didn't think of that they need to do. Yeah. You know, and and it literally immediately, like, made a schedule. And, like, it created tasks that I was like, oh, my God, they should do that. I do need them to do that. So it, it basically just did everything I needed it to do. And I copied it, put it on a spreadsheet, and gave it to them. And that's the schedule they've been following. That's crazy. But, do, okay, so do you think the fact that you have, like, AI can do that, do you think that could take away from a person's natural, like, level of creativity, their, their thought process, like, make them lazy? Uh, yeah, it could. But the way that I look at it is, so think about it. So as a, so as business owners, entrepreneurs, the, the job is to, as you grow and you scale, mm-hmm. is to hire someone and delegate a task or a department for them to handle. And okay. that's not to make us lazy. That's so we can focus on the bigger picture. Uh-huh. And okay. AI is real. Realistically, it's the same way. Realistically, AI is nothing more than an assistant. So it's AI assistant. And so okay. AI isn't meant to be the business owner. It's just meant to assist you in things. Okay. But AI yeah, itself can can't it. can't lead a team. Now it can do a job of one person, maybe. Yeah. But it can't manage that department, manage that team. It can't build a business. It can it can help you get ideas, but it can't do everything for you. So really it's it's a valuable tool. It's like having an employee. Having an employee doesn't make you it shouldn't make you lazy yeah <laughs> but it should instead free up your time so yeah. now you can focus on other more important aspects of the business that'll move the needle forward 
Okay. No, I could dig it. I could dig it. In terms of a business aspect, you know what I'm saying? I, I could definitely yeah. see how it could help yeah. a business. Bowl. It's definitely going to replace a, a lot of jobs. It's already yeah, replacing jobs. Yeah, because I'm seeing, like, you know, my daughter be getting on my nerves, and she got, like, an AI person that she talked to. Is my dad supposed to? And I'm like, the hell is this? Like a Megan type of thing. Yeah. I'm like, That's yo, this crazy. is getting too crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's really wild. We're in some uh, wild area. E- even um, the, the founder of, not the founder, the CEO of mm-hmm. OpenAI. OpenAI is the company that owns ChatGBT. Okay. Um, just to be clear, and technically Microsoft kind of owns OpenAI because they're their largest investor right now. Uh-huh. I think they own about 70% of it. But okay. anyway, even the, the CEO of OpenAI recently said that he, he can't sleep at night because all he's thinking about is is basically like they just open Pandora's box. And he's yeah. like he's like what's about to happen cuz cuz Terminator type stuff about to go on, man. Yeah, cuz what people don't realize when it comes to ChatGPT, like a lot of people use ChatGPT, mm-hmm. but the reason why the company's called OpenAI mm-hmm. is because that means it's an open source. Now, what does that mean? That mean if you're a developer, you can actually take their technology and you can create your own AI that can do things that even ChatGPT can't do. What? So that's so it's why thinking like for itself. Oh, oh no no no! I'm sorry. You said the person can take it and do. Yeah. So if you're a developer, so for example, like with, with Octoply AI, uh huh. We we have developers and um, we ha- we have our own proprietary software. Okay. But the the artificial intelligence that we're using, we've taken the artificial intelligence from ChatGPT. And we've integrated that into our software to do things that ChatGBT doesn't already do. Like we've been able to kind of bend it and tweak it to do some stuff that you want. If you go to ChatGBT and ask ChatGBT to do it, won't be uh-huh. able to do it. But again, the reason why we're able to do that is because they built ChatGBT. So we literally think think of it this way. This is the, the best way to put it. It's almost in a way if someone gave you a car or the, you, you, you get a car and you get it stock, mm-hmm. you can... You can take the engine out and you can put a different engine or you can tweak the engine. Okay, you can, yeah. You can change the tires. You can you, you can change the color of the car. You can wrap it, change the interior. You can put NOS in the car to make the car go significantly faster yeah. and do things it wasn't able to do, but you still needed that framework of the car. No, That's right. essentially what ChatGBT is. It's something to where a variety, any developer anywhere can take it, they can tweak it, flip it, have it do some stuff. But again, that's why it's scary. That means yeah. anybody can get their hands on it yeah. with bad intentions and, no, and and do some 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 dangerous things. Have to be on some Iron Man type ish going on here, man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's about to get real interesting. Well, before we go ahead, right? Um, I know you got your own podcast. Tech is the new black podcast, right? Yes, yes. How long you been in the podcast game? So I've been in the game now, not very long. Uh, we started we started Tech is New Black in late September of twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right. it, it just it just grew really fast. Yeah, so it's, it's been thing, man. it's been really incredible. So, uh, yeah. So initially, I got into the tech industry, and um, I don't I don't have a college degree. Uh-huh. I didn't go to college, nothing like that. I, I did like I did a tech boot camp, and I was able to break into the industry pretty fast. Okay. Uh, boot camp was just a few thousand dollars. I got into the industry, and at first. It took me a few months before I started talking about it online because I was kind of like yeah. blown away. I was like, yo, this industry is crazy. And then eventually I started talking about it online and I was telling people because I went from Lyft driving. So I got my first job and I was making 90000 and I was telling people like, oh. hey, y'all, I make. <laughs> jump on this, this. Hold on one second. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you. So 
you said you was a Lyft driver making 90000 No, 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 no. I was a Lyft driver. I did the boot camp. And then when I got my first job in tech, it was a $90,000 job. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, yeah. a major shift yeah, from yeah. driving Lyft to making 90 bands? Yeah, yeah, 90 bands. And, and and that's small money in this industry. Like So it was yeah. 90 bands. And I started talking about it online. Uh-huh. And... And then I was, I'm, I'm very transparent, so I was talking online, and I was telling people, I said, hey, I'm about to leave this company and go to another company to make more money. So mm-hmm. I was at that company. It was a great company, but I was at that company for about six months. And then another company came along, and they offered me $157,000. Wow. So okay. in, in six months, I went from $45,000 live driving to six months later, mm-hmm. uh, well, technically eight months later, but eight months later, making $157,000. And then I was at that company for only two months. Another company came, and and they hired me on for $230,000. And then around that time is when I started the podcast because at that point okay. I was a lot of mo- I was making good money working remote mm-hmm. and from talking about tech online I was getting certain brand deals and yeah, affiliate yeah. deals and I was like well, okay I have more money than what I need I was like let me take this money start a podcast so yeah. I can interview other people in the tech industry that are uh-huh. making millions and they can give everybody the game and we can just kind of talk about different ways to get into the industry and make a lot of money really fast. That was a dope avenue to get into, man, because I'm not even going to lie to you. If you're going to be down here July 30th to the 31st, mm-hmm. man, your boy done partnered up with the Social Proof Podcast. Oh! Yeah, yeah, man. Shouts out to Social Proof. Yeah, man. Shouts and out David Shins. It's going to be one of the biggest podcast summits out here. Anything you want to learn about the podcast game, you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be out there because you could definitely give some sauce about the podcast game, anybody that wants to actually get in it. Yeah. And right now, if you use the code 15Williams, you can get 15% off when you use that code. So you just got to go to the www.podcastsummit.com. Yeah, y'all don't, do not miss out on that, y'all. I'm yeah. definitely going to be there. That's Because yeah, I actually, I, I never told people this online. I took David Shen's podcast course really way before I started the podcast. So I took it too. I, I, I took his course. And uh, yeah, and like three, four months later, I ended up uh, starting Tech is a New Black. So that okay. I, think, I think that's the yeah that's the only podcast course I ever paid for and did. Every other thing was just kind of free information I, I was finding online. But yeah, I, I took his course. Yeah, no, 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 it's very insightful. Yeah, it could get you on your way. But before we we don't just jump right in, just head first. Where you from, man? Bro, I'm from Gary, Indiana. R- Gary, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, Gary, right? Indiana. Yeah. Well, I thought you were about to say the A or something like that. Well, so I lived in Atlanta most of my life. So I'm, I'm a Georgia boy. I lived okay. in Atlanta most of my life. But I was I was born in Gary, lived in Gary for some years as well. Uh-huh. But um, I still, so I'm a dual resident, so I still have my condo in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I just moved out to Brickell, Miami. So okay. I go back and forth. Like, I'll be back in Atlanta two days from now. Okay, okay, okay. So you said you're from Indiana. Yeah. All right. So now, I thought I saw something where you said you was homeless. Oh, yeah. I've been homeless a couple times in my life. Okay, uh, so yeah, how does something like that happen? What happened? Did you go to college? What did you do when you got out of high school? Uh, so after high school, I actually went straight into the Marine Corps. So I served in the Marine Corps for six years. Okay. And I went because I, I didn't really have a, a plan, mm-hmm. and I wasn't living with my parents. Like, I, I moved out on my own around, like, the 10th grade. Really? So yeah, yeah. So I was out on my own. Oh, and, you, he, he just saying, <laughs> "What make you move out on your own in the tenth grade?" Man, it was a combination of a couple things. Like one, my family just didn't have a lot, like a lot of money. Okay. And just transparently, 
they were kind of like, hey, we're moving to Florida. And this is when I was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I we, we had just moved back to Georgia from Ohio. I was okay. like, yo, I've only been here for five months. We just came from a, from up north to here. Now we go. I say, yo, I'm, I say, can I please, can we just settle? And then they were like, well, you could stay. Uh, we're going to Florida. and Your mom and your pops. Yeah, mom and st- yeah, step step pops. Yeah, okay, step pops. Step pop. okay, yeah, so right. they, they went out to Florida, and um, I first I, I stayed with some some neighbors for a few months, but around that time I was I wasn't like no I wasn't like no hood dude. It wasn't that that type of thing. And he wasn't thugging. But I was still I was still throwing <laughs> a lot of hands. I was I was fighting a lot. I was getting okay, into a lot okay. of fights, and um, I ended up getting into something in the uh, in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. Some some dude some stuff happened, and uh, I fought some dude. He was a grown dude. Uh huh. But we ended up getting getting the scrapping. He got he got beat up a bit, and then he went and got a lot of his boys that are all other grown men. Uh-huh. They showed up at the house I was staying at, which is now my my godparents. It was their crib, yeah. And they showed up with their guns and everything, and they was like, "Yo!" And so my godparents turned to me and said, "Cyrus, we love you. You gotta get you out. Got to go." They was like, "We got kids here, and you bringing drama here." Yeah. And so um, that kind of like woke me up. But after that, I ended up getting a roommate who was in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He had an extra bedroom, so okay. yeah. So my last couple of years of high school, I was just working a job, going what to school. Uh, it, it was just a, uh, it was a soul food joint, uh, okay. gra- Granny Soul Food. Shouts Granny out to uh, soul Granny food. Soul Food okay. in, in uh, Austell, Georgia. So you was just thugging it, going yeah. to school, handling your thing, probably yeah. not even realizing how that kind of living was shaping you for where you at now. But before yeah. we get there, right? Okay, so you said you got out of high school, you went to the Marines. Yeah. So why you ain't a popo or maybe <laughs> why not why not the feds? Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. No, nah, so yeah, I went to the Marine Corps because realistically, I was so unprepared for. I didn't do my SATs because like, I I missed so much school, so I didn't even know when I was supposed to take my SATs because you know I was living on my own okay. just with a roommate. Yeah, so it's like you know you're a young boy. Like, I'm I'm surprised I even finished high school on time. That's good. You know, though. that's good. But I missed so much school that I was not prepared for college. Mm-hmm. I didn't fill out anything for college. Yeah. So I was in ROTC. A lot of tech recruiters, not t- tech. God, that's such a habit. Tech recruiters. A lot of uh, military recruiters were reaching out to me. Okay. And uh, yeah, I ended up. I joined the Marine Corps because I mean, I, you know, I want to show people. You know, I was kind of thuggish, ruggish. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the hardest <laughs> branch, which was not the smartest thing to do, but I did it. But uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but not. Uh, being a cop after that, no, nah, there's no way I could have could have no. did that. No, nah, no way. But no it disciplined way. you though, the Marines. Uh, yeah, it, it it did a lot. It did a good bit. I, I ain't okay. gonna. I ain't, the, the Marine the Marine Corps crazy. People don't re, people do not realize. Oh my God, who's that dude? Who's how David crazy Goggins? the Marine Corps is. Yeah, David Goggins. He, he was a, doing some crazy. I think he was a SEAL though. He was a, okay. But, but Navy SEALs train with Marines. Uh, That's what people okay. don't realize. So like Marine Corps is is something different. <laughs> it's something different. Okay. okay. But it, I will say this. It it pushed me to my limits to where it at least showed me, like, yo, we're much more durable as human beings than we think we are. Like, we're yeah. actually we're incredibly durable mentally, facts, facts. physically, because they they broke they broke us so many times during Marine Corps boot they broke camp. Broke you over there, huh? yeah. They did some like some wild stuff to us, and mm. it really showed you for you to come back. Yeah. It's like, whoa, like you could really come back from anything. You could really do anything. Okay. You know, if you really want to. So I, I was I would say it definitely did that for me. Okay. Yeah. So so you're done with the Marines. Yeah. What you're doing now. I saw you was in some poetry. Like, what's yeah. up? You was- so there was a lot. So in between Marine Corps, uh so in between Marine Corps, I eventually 
uh, I eventually became a poet, and I was a full time poet for a while. Okay. And uh, I, I was I was doing my thing. Wasn't making a lot of money. I definitely looked like I was popping because you know everybody see you traveling here, you traveling, grand popping. You know you getting flued out, all that stuff to perform at events. Uh, yeah. Actually, I opened up for um, I opened up for Migos, opened up for Dej Loaf. Um, I, I was I was at a lot of conferences, huge events. Okay. But it's like you know, it was making like a. a thousand dollars here thousand dollars there selling some t-shirts it's like it wasn't like real wasn't money or real emotion yeah, yeah i was still living in the hood in atlanta i was the, the place i was standing it just it just i just wasn't I ain't having emotion going on and then uh eventually got certified as a relationship and life counselor so uh because of really? course yeah because that kind of correlated because a lot so of the events, jackson type ish Ah man, <laughs> I was I wouldn't say I was I was like Kevin Samuels. It wasn't. He was more that. like Kevin Samuels. Nah, I, I I would say I would actually I spent a lot of time calling both genders out, but for the sake of all okay. of us stepping it up, being okay. like, "Yo, men, okay. we need to step it up. Fact, Ladies, fact. y'all need to step it up." Yeah, you know. So I, I wasn't trying to do it this side versus that side, but That's that good. was even tough because you know whenever you call men out. Men will say, oh, you you a simp. You a Derrick Jackson. Yeah, you and when you call love. women out, oh, you a Kevin. So it's like no one wants to be held accountable for nothing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. between that, not being able to do speaking engagements because, you know, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like that. That's when I realized, yo, I don't really have any money for real. Because okay. when the pandemic hit and I realized I was struggling to get speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had to sit down and... I had to sit down. I had to really look at, like, okay, what am I fighting for? Like, wh- how much am I actually making as a man? And this is around the time I, I hit 30. So I was, I, you know, I really started thinking, like, yeah, what yeah, have yeah. I accomplished as a man? It's like, yo. No, and I'm also, right. you know, women typically, as they get older, they have more demands. So yeah. in my 20s, I could get away with, with my charm. Yeah. And, and, and Once being you hit 30, oh, they the don't care about that. got to be right. They don't care how cute you. There's a like, uh, yeah. miss me with the cute stuff, miss me with the funny. I want to yeah. see the funds, like what's yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. type of thing. No, and so, thanks. but I appreciate that because it kind of woke me up to okay. really look and be like, yo, what am I doing as a man for real? Mm-hmm. And so I had to pull back and just, just straight up, I just researched. Hey, what are industries? What are industries that pay a lot, pay the most money? Okay, are gonna have longevity. And doesn't require me to go to college to get into those industries. So I literally Googled it. Mm-hmm. And every single blog I looked at, every site that I looked at, the number one type of jobs that kept coming up mm-hmm. were jobs in tech. Jobs in tech. So when you say tech, are you talking about like tech support? You was on some motherboard. That's funny. You know? <laughs> no, that's a good question, though. That's a good question. No, not tech support. Uh, a lot of people know tech support. They're not really making any money. So really, IT cats they ain't making no bread. No, no, they're not. Now you're not gonna meet any tech support people making oh. like 120k um, plus, and that that's no insult. That's actually insight, like for y'all to realize, like, okay. yo, because I'm, I'm all about helping people avoid like the the the, the BS money or the BS jobs. It's yeah. like really like what where the real money is at, where the real mm-hmm. motion is at. And so, um, yeah, so the tech industry, specifically the software industry, because, of course, tech could be hardware, but the software mm-hmm. industry, uh, specifically what's called SaaS or software as a service. So think of Zoom. Zoom is software as a service because they're okay. a software that provides a service where you can do the Zoom meeting rooms or yes. if you need to use their their app to use a phone or place phone calls and record the calls 
transcribe the calls. So they're a software as a service that you pay a monthly fee for. Okay. Now, us as individuals, if we want to sign up for Zoom, let's say we, we can probably get a $20 monthly Zoom account to have the Zoom meetings. Yeah. But a corporate, like a company, if they go to Zoom and say, hey, we have 500 employees, we need a Zoom meeting room account where all of our employees can meet every single day. Mm-hmm. That package ain't $20. That package is more like $50,000, $100,000 a year. Okay. So so what field does that fall into under tech? Yeah, so that's tech. That's software as a service. Oh, so that's yeah. what that is. Okay, yeah, okay. So, that's what I mean. so, so that's a company. Obviously, that's a tech company. But, of course, all these companies are tech companies. You know, uh-huh. Apple, Netflix, Google, Microsoft. You know, we go down a list. There's a crap ton of tech companies. TikTok. All of these are tech companies. Mm-hmm. But typically... They sell to businesses, but the packages they sell to businesses is the real money. That's why all these companies are billion-dollar companies because, first off, they're not doing a little $100, $200 transaction. They're doing a $100,000, $200,000 transaction, and Uh it's not a one-time transaction. It's an annual recurring. So every year, they're, like, renewing. People are renewing those contracts, and all they're doing is gaining other contracts from other companies. So that's how these companies end up becoming like you know multi billion dollar companies because like their their deals are massively huge. It's it's B two B primarily. Okay. And so the oh, tech. So, sorry, where are you taking this type of course at? Oh, so the, the boot camp. So I, so there's a bunch of different tech boot camps. Uh, so let me pull it back. So uh-huh. when I look to get into the industry, uh-huh. uh, first off, I looked at a variety of different jobs in tech that don't require you to be technical because I'm okay. I'm not technical to this day. I don't know how to code, program. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not savvy with APIs or any of that stuff. Okay. So there are what a lot of people don't know. Forty-seven percent of jobs in tech, the six-figure jobs in tech, forty-seven percent of jobs in tech are considered non-technical roles. Wow. So they're roles that. Like you don't have to be techie to do the job, and you, you can be, be making. Geek. No, you really don't. You really don't. And okay. so, yeah. So, uh, so I I did a sales engineering job okay, or a sales, sales engineering, engineering role. There's a boot camp that I did mm-hmm. that offered. Um, they offered different courses, and one of the courses was the sales engineering course. Mm-hmm. So I did the boot camp. They trained me, you know, top to bottom, and also prepared me to interview for those roles. They even gave me an interview cheat sheet that covered like 99% of the questions I was asked in most of the interviews. Okay. And it basically fully prepared me for for the job in tech. And then that's how I was able to get into the industry so quickly. And then after I got in the industry, I started t- putting everybody on, helping everybody get um, in the okay. industry. And at how first- How long, does, it, uh, sorry. How how long does the course take though? Uh, the course is six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah, a six week course. Are you moving at your own pace? Like, No, no. So, the, it? so there's different boot camps. So the one that I did wasn't self-paced. It was a virtual classroom. Okay. Uh, we were using Zoom to meet up in a virtual classroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, it was five days a week, two, two and a half hours a day. And I would literally, it would end. It was for me, it was from 8 p.m. to 1030. And I would get up. You know, eat something, and at 11 p.m., jump in my car to lift drive from 11 p.m. at night until about 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning. Okay. And then so I would do the course, and as soon as I was done every day, would start lift driving again. Uh, but, yeah, that's how long it is. But there are other courses that – so so what I do now with my pi- – aside from educate people in the tech industry, mm-hmm. I recommend people to certain tech boot camps to do for certain jobs. Okay. Uh, so my team and I, we direct – we give people direction as to how to get in the industry. We don't charge people anything. You know, I know sometimes people think really? like, oh, you, you got, got no fee. 
No, not, no fee. No, not we, on the back end, on the front end. No, no. The only thing I charge for is when people book me for one-on-one. When somebody's like, oh, uh, you know, okay. can I pick your brain? Yeah, here's a link in my bio. You, you, you about to pay for this. You know, but okay. aside from that, we get free game on the podcast. I go live every single week, and every mm-hmm. time I go live, I bring on a person that just got a job in tech, so that way yeah. p- people could hear from somebody that just got in the industry and really hear, like, raw stories about, like, what the boot camp was like and yeah. what the industry is like so far. Okay. And so, yeah, that so that's what I do. Um, and, yeah, but so there are some boot camps that are self-paced. Sorry, sir. So you said you're still in the sales uh, Forgot what you call it. No. So so the role that I do is there's different names for it. A better uh, name for it is solutions consultant. Solutions consultant. Okay. Yeah, that's a better like name that. for it because another name for it is sales engineer, but it, it confuses people and makes people think, oh, you're doing sales. And that's why I don't like that name because I've never done sales since I've been in tech. There are tech sales jobs. Uh-huh. Those tech sales jobs, you could make half a million dollars a year doing tech sales. Like wow. I have I have a homegirl. She makes three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Her name is Kayla. I had her on my podcast. Young, young mm-hmm. black girl, killing it. Um, I have another homegirl named Astrid. By the time she was only in tech sales for two years, she was making two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and um, and a variety of other people. I know people that are now. This isn't this isn't the norm. Yeah. But I know some people that are millionaires, clock in, clock out, just from their job in tech. Really, nine yeah. to fivers. Yeah, nine mm-hmm. to fivers making a million dollars. That's why the tech industry people don't realize it. Like. How much money is in this industry? Wow. You could be a you could be an employee making half a million dollars a year. So can you have a record and still get in this type of field? Well, when you have a record, so one we would have to discuss. Okay, what is the record? And two, let's say it's what, like a felony. Yeah, but again, what what kind of felony okay. are we talking about? Okay, so if, if we're talking a felon where I don't know, maybe you sold some drugs some some years back or something, it's like. Yeah, there are plenty of of uh, maybe it's it's considered drugs that will be like considered a felony or something. Okay, there are still tech companies that would hire you, but also it depends on the role that you're doing. Okay, if whenever people come to me and they're like, "Yo, I'm a felon," you know, I, I did something you crazy. Check the box. I'll tell them, okay, your best bet is either one a startup, which is you know because a startup they're just looking for people that are talented that are hungry. Mm-hmm. Or two, to do what's called a non-customer-facing role, meaning like a more behind-the-scenes job in tech. Uh, And that is more of a cybersecurity or you being a software software engineer because no no customer is going to see you and be able to look your name up and find out, oh, you did this. So those are behind-the-scenes jobs that usually tech companies will kind of be more chill and more lax about, especially if you you don't have some extreme violent crime. Okay, okay. Did you have any struggles while you were taking the course? Uh, I mean, I would say some imposter syndrome. Um, definitely mm-hmm. some imposter syndrome. But uh, the, 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 cor- the course is fairly simple. It's a lot of information, mm-hmm. but none of it is is super complex at all. Okay. So one of the things that, that people, people believe you have to be really smart. What's interesting, when I was Lyft driving, before mm-hmm. I made the decision to get in tech, Yeah. I was Lyft driving in Atlanta, and I kept picking up uh, different people from the um, from the Indian community. Mm-hmm. And I was picking them up from the airport because there were always different tech conferences and events going on in Atlanta. And I remember this gentleman was in a car. We were talking, and uh, he had a very you know thick Indian accent. And I asked him a straight up question. I said, "Hey, hey, yo, bro, I gotta ask you a question." I said, "I ain't trying to be racist." Yeah. I said, well, let, "Let's let's call it what it is." I said, "Yo, a lot of Indian people, a lot of y'all are in tech." I was like, do y'all have, like, a natural proclivity? 
Like, is that like, are, do y'all brains just work that way? Yeah. He bust out laughing. He was like, oh, no. He's like, no. <laughs> he, he said, we are terrible. He says, we are terrible at it. And yeah. I was like, well, how but do they so? always in it. And I was like, how many are, how are you? He's like, oh, we just go after it. He said, even though most of us are really bad at it. Yeah. He says, he says, he says, your country has so many of these jobs. And for some reason, y'all are not going after them. Yeah. He's yeah. like, so us in our country, we go after them. He was like, and because there are not enough people to fill these jobs that have any mm-hmm. level of, of, of education or qualification, he's like, we're the ones that get them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why if anybody well, looks, if anyone looks up, you could actually look up which, uh, you could look up which uh, community or ethnic group here in America mm-hmm. is paid the most or makes the most money. It's the Indian community. They yeah. make more money nah, than the Chinese Indian. community, than the whites, all of that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But all of them are either in tech or they're like medicine. That's yeah, no, it, yeah, tech yeah, nah. and medicine. Why do you think we shy away from it, though, like that? Uh, because of because of the lack of examples. Okay. And so, you know, seeing – I remember the first time I saw – what is his name? He's like the first black billionaire um, here in America. He's still alive today. Um, man, I can't get this right now. Man, but I remember the first time I saw, uh, the only time I ever saw him on stage, it was this weird, I felt my brain like yeah. trying to process this black man is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like my brain was like going crazy and all he was doing was just sitting there and talking. Yeah. But it was, and so I know that one of the things is of course representation. So because one, we don't see a lot of people that might look, that, that are black and brown that are in tech, we assume, oh, that's not for us, or or the people that we do see or the examples we see on TV or in media or news yeah. are like these like super nerdy, type really fast. When I type on the computer, I type like this. <laughs> like really? that. You ain't got the speed with Qu- it. Quarter million dollar salary in tech going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah, but again, it's it's a it's a it's an assumption that yeah. that you that you have to be that way, which that's not true at all. Even if you are a coder or a programmer, uh-huh. I I have homeboys that are programmers and and they're top level though. They're yeah. like CTOs and stuff, making over half a million dollars a year, and th- they are people say nigga on the podcast. Yeah, you can say okay. They some real niggas. They some real <laughs> niggas, and they and they are they and they are making so much money, and yeah. they're killing it, and they yeah. know their job well. But you would meet them and not even think that they work in yeah. tech. But how were you able to stay focused with being in this new field that you've never been in, though? The money. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> now I'm just playing. No, no. So hey, I, I, we ain't mad at that. Now I would say uh, stay focused. So it's it's not really. That, I mean, you you do need to be. I say this: you, mm-hmm. the things you need to be, you need to be disciplined. Okay. You need to be hardworking, and you need to be competent. Not a genius, mm-hmm. not even smart. You just need to be competent. Okay. I know a lot of dumb people in tech where it's like, yeah, you are a dummy, but it's like <laughs> you are a dummy. Yeah, but it's like, but they're still able to get the bag because they're hardworking, they're disciplined, and because like. It's like by their third or fourth time reading yeah. something, they finally get it. Like, oh, okay, okay, that's what it's saying type of yeah. thing. Because everybody learns differently, you know. You got some visuals. Yeah. Then you got people that read or hands-on. I'm more hands-on. I ain't going to lie. I, I went to uh, ITT Tech back in the day. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I think I could get into uh, computer programming. And the teachers, they were only catering to the Jamaicans in there that knew everything. Oh, wow. I couldn't catch on to nothing. It was a lot of coding and all of that stuff. Type yeah. stuff and it was going way over the head. Yeah, I'm I'm point. trash at coding. I'm yeah, it's a lot. 
I ain't going front, bro. It really so, is. Okay. All right. So after the course is done, right? Yeah. How long does it take to get a job? Will you get a nose? So that's really that's really up to you. Yeah, you get a lot of nose. Mm-hmm. I I received I received well over a hundred rejections. Wow. Yeah, because I was I was applying aggressively. So they don't help with job placements, the boot camp that you went to? So there are some that do. Okay. So there's there's one boot camp. Um there's one boot camp that uh, that I recommend to people that does offer job placement. Um, I guess I'll say their name. I, I usually shy away from saying boot camp's names if they didn't pay me hey. for sponsorship or for <laughs> hey, promoting them. Cause that's how y'all gotta move. You gotta cut that check. Don't be giving no no free marketing to people. <laughs> facts, Nevertheless, facts. I'll say this. Uh, so yeah, any of the boot camps that I recommend to people, I do have discounts. So if anybody's ever like, oh, okay. I'm, I checked it out, I want a discount. Literally, just just hit me up or link in my bio, or whatever, and you'll see the discounts there for the boot camp. But there's one boot camp that is self paced, um, and mm-hmm. that they do assist with job placement, which is course careers. Course careers. And okay. now they don't guarantee job placement because it they have a limited group of companies. Mm-hmm. But but again, like the, the specific the boot camps that I recommend and the courses, the roles are usually in high demand, so okay. you don't need a boot camp to give you job placement. Okay. Uh, but that being said, usually it is a grind when it comes to getting a job. It's a very simple process. And again, this, this is what we help with with Tech is a New Black, and this is what I do, where okay. I give people just the breakdown as to how to get a job as quickly as possible. Okay. Because, of course, I got a job in two months. Most people get jobs anywhere between three to five months. But there are plenty of people that have taken my advice and information. And again, all free advice. But there are plenty of people that have gotten jobs before they even finish the boot camp. Mm. Uh, or like within the first month of completing the boot camp. But again, I personally applied to well over 300 companies. I was applying to about wow. 10, 10 to 20 companies a day, and I was applying to the companies. I ended up com- coming up with a whole kind of flow where I would, ap- yeah. I would apply to the company. After applying to the company, I would add the company. I would list them in a spreadsheet that I had. Mm-hmm. Then I would reach out to the recruiter on LinkedIn I had like a whole flow and a whole system okay, that system it took me like, I'm going to be real, it took me like two to three hours a day for for that, and including interviews and stuff, for that two months it took me to get my first job. Okay. but And that's part of the reason why my team and I, we've created Octoply AI. It's an uh, a AI assistant. It's a staffing and career assistant. So staffing it does. Staffing and career assistant. Yeah, staffing okay. and career AI. So uh, Octoply it applies to it applies to up to um, hundred plus jobs a week for you. Uh, it, if you don't have a resume, the AI will create a resume for you. Really? If you have a resume, it'll update your resume, and when it looks at each, it chooses each company to apply to. It, it does all the applying, but it doesn't just apply. It'll look at the job posting. Mm-hmm. Look at the job posting. Look at your resume, and it'll reword your resume to to be more accurate to that job posting. So that way, you'll rank higher as a candidate and get more calls for interviews. Wow. It does essentially. It does everything for you to get a job aside from you interviewing. You have to interview, of course. So y'all created this. Is it, is it an app? So it's a, it's a website. It's a website. Eventually, we're gonna do a rollout oh, okay. for an app. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but we created it. it's myself uh, and it's a, a small team. So it's it's a merger of two different softwares. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's two guys that I know that they they own their own uh, tech companies. Yeah, and we were all talking about AI and talking about talking about what it is that I do where I help people get in tech, and we were brainstorming. And we we're like, man, what's something that we could do with AI that would help people? Because AI right now everyone sees it taking jobs away. 
We were like, yeah, what can we do with AI that could get people jobs uh, and help them perform better? Okay. And then that's when we we talked and we came up with Octoply AI, where we're like, yo, a, a AI, again, it's a staffing and career assistant because one, it helps you with getting staffed at like mm-hmm. a high paying job in tech. And two, it also is a private assistant for you while you're working. So meaning the AI, let's say you're working at, at a new company mm-hmm. and people, you're going to get a thousand emails. Yeah. And many times people will email you asking you a question and nine times out of 10, you don't know the answer right away. You have to go and like look something up or no, research. Facts, facts. Octoply, it's integrated with your, with your email. So when someone emails you asking you a question, the AI is able to instantaneously research the answer and respond back to that email as if it's you and saying, hey, here's the answer. Is that like where, because sometimes, you know, we get these emails, these automated emails that have that have your name in it automatically, like, hey, Wayne, what's up, man? I saw that. Da, 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 da. Is, is that what you're talking about? Like no, that? no, no, no. That's not that. That's uh, that's nothing with AI. That's That's okay. been around for some years. Uh, that's more so, um, that, that, that could be a variety of different things, but many different people use that. You you could get a software that does that okay. where you plug it in, and let's say you have an email list, or even mm-hmm. if it's not an email list, let's say somebody was on your website. Yeah. So people can have bots on their website, and again, bots are not AI. They're completely different things, but people really, can have bots. Uh, no, it's not. Um, there are some companies that claim to have AI, but really they're just using bots Bots have been around for a while, and it's not artificial intelligence. What, okay. what AI is, AI is, so bots do one task. Mm-hmm. That's it. AI is able to not only do a variety of tasks, AI gets smarter over time. Okay. So, for instance, even with Octoply, with Octoply, uh, let's say Octoply right now, can it can, it can go on any company's website, not mm-hmm. any company. It can go on about 80% of companies' websites, mm-hmm. and it can go through their whole website and apply to a job as if it's you. It can fill everything in. But there are some company websites where they have questions that Octoply is like, I I don't know. the what, what is this question? Yeah. So the first couple times, Octoply might answer it wrong, but over time, Octoply gets smarter. Mm-hmm. It actually is able to adapt and able to see, okay, I don't think this is the best way to answer this question. Yeah. And so that, those are things that AI can do um, where really they call it machine learning, where machines can learn over time. And the thing that's scary is that even that's in the- That's going to be crazy. That's it's really crazy. robot type-ish. So, so the era that we're in right now when it comes to AI, they said that AI right now is in its toddler years. So think, think when the iPhone, one of the iPhone 2 f- came out versus yeah. the iPhone now. Yeah. AI right now is, is like the iPhone 1. So by the time it's like the iPhone 14, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Kidnapping us and putting us in the back of a trunk. Man, look. <laughs> hey, look, hey, y- y'all invest invest in some of this stuff cuz oh. either way this stuff going to be booming. No facts. Are you investing in any tech stocks? Yes, I am. Okay. I would yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure cuz I'm like okay, you said you're not techie techie, but I'm like okay, did you educate yourself on the actual tech world to invest in. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge business nerd. Okay. So I'm right. I'm okay. I'm obsessed like if you, if you look at my YouTube, my YouTube algorithm, all mm-hmm. you will see is business news, tech news, what's happening with all of these companies. Okay. So even though I'm not techie in terms of like knowing how to build everything myself, yeah. I understand most of it. Okay. And I know what all of these companies are doing. I keep up with all of these companies, because okay. I'm I'm just I'm I'm a huge business nerd. So yeah, I'm definitely invested um in them. 
Okay. Uh, but but just like Warren Buffett, like Warren Buffett or many other successful investors, they don't mm-hmm. invest in anything they don't understand. No fact. So I invest in what I understand and of course what I see as having longevity in the world. Okay. No. That makes sense. Yeah. Are there any good like tech communities to get into? Oh yeah, like definitely. Networking events, things of that nature. Oh man, yeah. There's a a lot of uh, great communities. Um. So uh, so one, uh, the Texas New Black. We have a we have a community, uh, where of course we we answer questions, we assist people, and also mm-hmm. we have a completely free, a completely free um a newsletter where every single week we send out a list of different tech events that are happening. Okay. Uh, but outside of that, um, uh, a homeboy of mine uh, by the name of uh, Jared, he's the founder of Big Tech Energy Podcast. Shouts out to um, Jared. Uh, he has a really dedicated community. He's been in the tech industry for about 15 years, and okay. he's very well connected. Uh, he has a phenomenal uh, community. But then when we talk about tech events, um, so one, I guess I can announce this because by the time this episode drops, we'll probably have our promo out. So one, we are about to have a tech event on a mega yacht. Uh, the Texas tech is New Black is... Uh, so that's going to be happening in September of this year. That's going to be okay. major, that's major. Right. We're very excited about that. But outside of us in Tech is the New Blacks events, yeah. uh, there are a list of others, whether we're talking black men in tech mm-hmm. or Render ATL. I was just hosting at Render ATL. Shouts out to Render. There's also Afrotech, which is people kind of call it the Super Bowl yeah, of, of tech events. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there there are. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be in Dallas next month for Cyber Hero Con. I'm going to be one of the um, the speakers uh, there at that tech conference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are, man, there are at least somewhere around like 60, 70 large tech conferences that happen every year in the U.S. Okay, it's, so it's, it's a good space to get into if oh, you're not familiar. Yeah, the community the the, okay. and the community is beautiful. It's because I mean. When you when you got a bunch of people making six figures plus, it's yeah. like everybody happy. Everybody happy. <laughs> I thought I saw you put up a post, right? Well, not thought. I, I know I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm misquoting or not. You said you don't really experience much racism as you're rich now. Oh, yeah. Explain <sighs> that. That's interesting. Of course, you, you know, you always got to be careful because people get sensitive over that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I ain't on no O.J. Simpson type of stuff. <laughs> uh, but but that being said, one of the things you you do start to realize when you start making a bit more money, especially when you're making money doing something that uh-huh. is, is ethical. Yeah. So if you're making money, and, and no disrespect, but I mean, if, if, you know, shouts out to my rappers, but if you're a rapper, you know, that doesn't have the best, like, like stigma attached to it. Yeah. Um and so but like when you're when you're making a bunch when you're making a bunch of money and you know you're connecting with certain people, you start to realize that people don't care what your skin color is. Like if you got motion, you got motion. Mm-hmm. You know, and more often than not, I see a lot of favoritism that I get because I'm black. So when I even the building that I live in, the building that I live in in Miami, mm-hmm. it's not a cheap building. And so it's like you have to be making money to stay yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And so when my neighbors, when they saw me, because there are not a lot of black people there, when they, they saw me, they go out of their way to talk to me because they're, okay. like, curious, like, what does this young black dude do that he can stay here? Yeah. So they'll go out of their way to want to get to know me and see mm-hmm. what I do, and they want to connect, they want to network, they invite me to things. So you see more often than not when, and, and again, I'm speaking generally, but when people are doing really well, you reach a certain point where the only reason you want to make more money is just because just to play the game. Okay. So it's like, of course, like most people are in survival mode. And then you get to a certain point where there's like a certain kind of bracket to where like you're semi comfortable 
but not really sure if you're okay. Mm -hmm. And then when you kind of push past that threshold, and that threshold is kind of different for most people. For some people, that threshold might be 200000 For some people, half a million. For some people, $10 million. Yeah. But once you're at a place to where you're like, okay, now I'm just making money just for the game of it, okay. just to keep score, it's like you'll notice that people that you're connecting with, when, when they got stuff going on, it, it becomes people are way more collaborative. Okay. And people are way more really? like, yo, let's collaborate. Like, I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your gender is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect you for what you've accomplished. Yeah. And right. that's what it becomes. It becomes them respecting you for your accomplishment, not them prejudging you because mm. of your gender or skin color or okay. any of any of those things. Okay. So that's something that I've noticed that's not, it's not. It ain't it's, like that. It, it's there. not like that. Like, you I heard a. Up the high rising. I heard a quote recently, and I don't know how accurate this is, but uh -huh. I, I heard a quote recently where it's like, yo, racism, and it's, it's going to sound wild. Uh -huh. And I'm not saying I fully agree with this, but it's something I'm wrestling with. But they're like, yo, racism is for poor folk. Where really? it's like, it's for, and not saying racism doesn't exist at all levels, but it's like, again, there's not a lot of healthy collaboration because people typically are stepping on each other so they can get up there. Okay, the crab in a bucket kind of mentality. Yeah, but when you're out of the bucket, it's like, okay, we're no longer trying to step on each other to get up. Mm -hmm. It's more like, yo, we're all having fun now. We're happy because of what we've done. We made it out of the bucket. Yeah. Now, like, yo, let's help other people get out of the bucket. Uh -huh. So let's collaborate. Whether yeah. you're you're whether you're another brother or you're a white person, yo, let's collaborate. Let's come together. So that way we can help more people because now, shoot, now we can help people and now it makes our businesses look, be look better. It makes yeah. our brands look better. Yeah. So more often than not, man, a lot of the rooms that, that I've been privileged to be in, I see a lot of people making money that are not black at all, and they're going out of their way behind the scenes to do a lot of things, whether it's for the black community or other communities. Because at that point, they realize the value of giving back, mm -hmm. and whether it's a tax write-off or whether it's something that gives them better uh, positive brand recognition for their business, mm -hmm. and or if they just genuinely are compassionate towards people. Okay. You just notice that a lot of the, 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 the issues and things that happen don't happen as frequently or as or as often when you make it to a certain level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's why my, my biggest thing is, uh, is just man helping people just make more money. And it's like even if it's not tech, like maybe it's something else. But it's just cut out the BS stuff. There's there's a lot of BS that's happening right now. Like a lot of people. You mean in the world? I mean in terms of in terms of careers and in terms okay. of people okay. chasing things. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the problems are that because even when I talk about how much money I make in tech, mm -hmm. I try to be very clear. I'm even abnormal. Like, for me to make the amount of money that I make as fast as I made it mm -hmm. is not normal. And I'm not at all selling a pipe dream where it's like, oh, you can do this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah a few of y'all can, but not everybody. And you some people would do better than me. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. But I know that I'm not the norm. And I think one of the things that's, that's ailing our community today is people wanting to be, like, everyone wants to be, like, that, that number one at the very top. So more often than not, people see these pipe dreams mm. whether we're talking you know the the mlm stuff you know i, I yeah, try to be yeah. careful to not say forex because forex is legit but the whole mlm thing that happened where yeah the top yeah, scamming going yeah yeah the top two percent of people that were doing that yeah they were making money but yeah. it wasn't something to where the other 98 percent were gonna make money no, you know facts. or even you know i'm a huge believer in in being an entrepreneur and being a business owner yeah nevertheless 
the overwhelming majority, 90% of entrepreneurs, like, like fail or don't go anywhere. And I'm not saying don't start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even beyond that, if you look up the average amount that an entrepreneur makes, the average entrepreneur makes between fifty and 70000 So when you look at that and you realize, dang, and of course everybody wants to say, well, I'm not going to be average. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the odds are not in your favor. The odds are in your favor to be average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I try to direct people towards industries that, yo, even if you're average, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the tech industry is. The average person in tech makes $100,000. And so my biggest thing is, yo, it's good to have a solid income, mm-hmm. you know, and then take that income and pour that into your business or pour that into the stock market or into real estate. Yeah. So that way, worst case scenario, no facts. if you make bad investments, worst case scenario, if your business flops in five years mm-hmm. you're still making six figures yeah even if you quit working in tech and you you focus on your business full time if you have to go back to to tech you're going back to six figures exactly so yeah. and i think that's one of the things that messes us up is that we get so caught up on chasing the big fish and we we, we downplay the oh i don't want to i don't want a job i don't want to work for the man for one hundred and forty thousand dollars, two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. are you crazy no, but sometimes you have to do that like I talk to a lot of artists, right, and I hear that same thing. Oh, I ain't never working for the man. But sometimes you have to. It's not like working for the man because you can gain skills while you're working there, but also you're not broke. Because when I say, yo, what's your budget? Like, damn, a budget? Yeah, exactly. If you was making some money, then you'd be able to invest in some branding. You'd be able to invest in some ads or look good when you're coming on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I look at it different, you know? I also think there's a there's a lack of humility because yeah. let's be real, like when you have a mentality, oh, I don't want to work for nobody. Mm-hmm. Even when you're a business owner, you work for someone. You're exactly. working for your customers. Yeah. If anything, it's harder working for customers because customers could be rude to you. Exactly. Your boss technically can't be rude to you. If you're at a decent company, your boss yeah. still has to your your boss might have an attitude, but they still have to bite their tongue. But when you're a business owner, your customers ain't got to bite no tongue. Your yeah. customers can cuss you out, be disrespectful, all exactly. of that. So when people have this notion of, oh, I don't want to work for somebody, really that's a sign like, yo, you lack humility. Like you lack humility and you lack the respect of looking up to an authority. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it's like, yo, it's better for you to learn how to be successful working for someone mm-hmm. before you're able to go out there and, and actually do like your own thing and be able to like really kill it successfully because now like how are you going to be good at being a business owner if you weren't humble enough to work for someone because now when you're a business owner you're not even going to understand what your employee has to deal with exactly you know because your employee like you're not going to have grace for them when they're late to work because you're you're not going to really be able to understand that you're not going to be able to understand how hard their job is there's certain things you're not going to be able to understand more often than not. And so I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone needs to get a nine to five. No, I'm not no, saying that course. at all. Yeah. I'm just saying this notion where we're so arrogant or our, our noses is, is so up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the thing that's sad. It's like you look at who the number one, like which community or which groups are the number one that are chasing entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It's the black community. Yeah. But the black community is still the brokes community. So that should show you something, but it's like what communities are chasing jobs the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the richest, the wealthiest communities, the Indians and, and the whites and the Asians. Yeah. They are less entrepreneurial than we are. 
nevertheless, they make more money because they they get high paying nine to fives mm-hmm. and then they leverage that money and put it into real estate, the stock market or into their own business. But now because when you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. now, you can live off a hundred thousand and use the other hundred thousand to pour into your business. You're your own investor. No facts. And so that's that's why people ask me like, "Yo, Cyrus, how did tech as a new black take off so fast? Like, how this, how that?" I'm like, because I was making good money working in tech. To put I into took it, yeah. the money and I kept. Pump, I hired my videographer. I'm not gonna say like on here how much my video, I, I pay my videographer. Yeah. <laughs> I pay my videographer a lot of money. Like yeah. my videographer just doing my podcast, he makes six figures a year. So wow, okay. like that, and I have a whole team. I have an entire team. Yeah. All of them are getting paid. When I hired him on, he started at seventy five hundred a month. Is how much I was paying him every every recording, every shoot. I was able to oh, do every that recording. You pay him seven thousand. Yeah, but yeah, but we we would do it would be once a month. So we would record oh, eight okay, guests. Okay, okay. So it would be for okay. eight guests. Okay, and it would be so basically it would be the equivalent of eight episodes. But we would record all that in one day. But it'll be a full day of shooting, and of course okay. he'll be making edits all month. So okay, it wasn't like right. just something real quick. It definitely, definitely worked. Yeah, yeah, Nevertheless, yeah. how was I able to pay that? Because I was making $230,000, like, working my job in tech. That man was making the bad. So, and now, okay. now the podcast grosses over a million dollars a year. Like, we're, we're on track. The podcast is on track to do a little over 1.5 a mil this year. What? Yo, we got to cut that off. And everything has been bootstrapped. We, yeah, had, no, yeah, yeah. we had no investors. We, we had no nothing. And so we're okay. growing and we're scaling. And how are we able to do that? Because I, I, I sat down. I said, yo, bump all this, me chasing the flashing lights. Yeah. Let me get a high-paying career. And then after, okay, start so helping other sacrificed. people get in the industry. Yeah, I did. I said, yo, I, I sacrificed the whole me being on stages. And now the irony, the thing that's funny is that because I, and, and man, like, like the Bible talks about this. It talks about like, mm-hmm. y- like yo, like you walking with a certain level of humility, mm-hmm. and how like God will elevate you. And the thing is, the uh, issue that I had, I used my, my handle on social media used to be Cyrus Speaks, and because I was speaking at a lot of events, yeah. even though I was broke, I had such this weird arrogance about myself because mm-hmm. I was always at events and there, people would stop me and be like, yeah. "Oh my God, I'm a fan of yours." And it's like, man, I went so broke when all the speaking engagement stuff stopped. I had to get this like little like this goofy job where I was at Walmart. It was like this weird type of job. I don't even want to get into it, but <laughs> I remember pe- like a few people coming up to me at the Walmart yeah. and them seeing me and them being like, yo, you're Cyrus Speaks. That's and they you. would look and be like, what are you doing here? You work here? Because you were stunting on the ground. Man, when I tell you I needed that humility yeah, because eventually I got to a point where I, I was proudly saying, yeah, yeah, this is where I work at. This is my job. I'm like, yo, I'm not speaking no more because X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But that level of humility it brought me to the point of being like, okay, I need to get a solid career. Bump looking popping on social media. Yeah, facts. I just need a solid career that I can provide for my family and I can stop being a little boy, stop being Peter Pan. I can grow up and do what I need to do. Yeah. And then the beauty of it is that that humility in doing that ended up translating to where God elevated me. And now I'm back speaking on stages, but now I'm on stages not talking about watch me perform on stage and do these cool this cool poetry with these bars and wordplay. So you're not going back to that? No, 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 no. I thought no, that no, was no. your passion that I I thought I read that. Ah, or did I did I not? A passion. I, I enjoy doing it. Okay. I, I definitely enjoy doing it. But so you evolved from that? Yeah, I because now I, I don't think for me personally, there's nothing that makes me feel better. Like. And I'm going to be straight up with you. Someone can hand me a check for $10 million right now. Mm. It would not 
make me happier. It would not change my emotion. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that. I'm like, okay, I now make enough. And I, and I would gladly take it. But I wouldn't uh-huh. I wouldn't be up all night all excited, like staying up like, oh, what am I gonna do with this 10 million? I would literally yeah. look at the 10 million check, put it in the bank, and I would talk and brainstorm with my team, brainstorm with our finance manager, and be like, okay, what should we invest? Like what sh- what should we put it into? Should we put okay, how much should we put into the marketing for the podcast? Mm-hmm. How much should we hire a couple more people? I would just look at how to spread the 10 million into things that are gonna continue to grow what I'm doing. I wouldn't okay. change anything up. Okay. But the thing that brings me joy right now is seeing is getting messages of people getting into the tech industry and people messaging me saying yo this changed my life i was doing this like that's the thing that that makes my eyes tear up is is seeing other people because once you're winning you want to see other people man when you're genuinely winning yeah and again when you realize that okay winning more is just again it's just a game at this point making more money is just kind of a way to kind of play around and be like oh could i get to 100 million yeah let's find out but even if I don't, I'm okay. But what I'm not okay about is not helping other people get to the bag as no, well. Facts. And so that's really what it's all about. So now when I'm at events, I'm on stage in my podcast, I'm like, yo, I'm going to talk about this stuff. Hey, there are a lot of things I enjoy talking about. Mm-hmm. I enjoy relationship conversations. I enjoy theology conversations. I'm into all of those things. But at the end of the day, I realize, okay, what am I able to, to, to talk about is going to help people right now? Correct. And I'm like, I, feel you. I don't think it's relationships. Yeah, that's all that's subjective. It's like I love, I love God, I love Jesus, I love talking about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna talk about that. But mm-hmm. the thing that I know that I'm able to help people with right now is being able to either get in the tech industry or just make more money in general. And that's nice. what I love seeing people win more. Yeah, and y'all need more money. Stop trying to front. Oh yeah, man, this has been good, brother. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, man. You, you dropped a whole lot of jewels today. You know what I mean? Yeah, appreciate that, man. No, no, of course, man. So let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, definitely. So y'all can find me typically everywhere. So if it's uh for Tech is a New Black, uh, you can um find us on all major podcast platforms or audio platforms as well as YouTube. Uh, for myself personally, you can I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere except for Twitter, and my team is about to start posting me more on TikTok. But the p- yeah, platforms TikTok that pop. I'm on, I'm on is Instagram. Like Instagram okay. is where I'm heavily at, as well as LinkedIn, because the tech community is is it's booming, on booming on LinkedIn. Okay. You want to talk about getting a bag, man? Look, you better <laughs> be on. Where is that? People I just created know. a LinkedIn like probably like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Link, link, LinkedIn is popping. People, people don't realize it because I mean. Yeah, LinkedIn's popping. You you can get a bag on there. You get a real nice bag. Man, you heard what he said, man. Yo, and I tell people that all the time. You got to spread your stuff out on different social media platforms because you don't know which one you're going to pop on. Yeah, you yeah, you, I mean? yeah, yeah you really don't. work differently on all of them. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, and I want to be clear, I, I don't have the bandwidth to be on each of the platforms myself. Yeah. But again, I took my tech bag and I, I um, you know, hired a few VAs. So my VAs are everywhere. They're in all of my DMs, you know. So it's either me or my VAs in the DMs, and my VAs are, like, always working. So So it ain't going down in the DM. Uh, No, no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. It's it's funny because my VAs, what I do on Instagram, whenever there are people that I know personally Mm -hmm. or if somebody sends me a personal message, uh, my VAs shift them to a private, like, message thing Uh, and, like, flag it. 
Okay. And so I'll usually do that. If I know someone and, and we connect, I automatically flag their their um their account. Mm-hmm. So that way, if they ever message me, my VAs, like, know not to open up those messages. But okay, it, okay. it is always funny whenever uh women, like, something happens or yeah. a woman might say something slick. And I and I see my VAs open up the message. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's really funny. Especially when I like, of course, I turn if I turn the person down, my VAs will like message me like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah. This was good, brother, man. You know, you dropped some knowledge out here, and and the people need it out here, man. Hey, man, I'm I'm happy to do it. Facts, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy, Mr. Williams. I talk great. We in the building. We out of here.